Hello, everybody. How's it going? My name is Jesse Rivera, and this is Comic Talk, the podcast. Today is Monday, December the 28th, 2020, and this is episode number 86 of Comic Talk, the podcast. And I think it might be the last episode for the year. So uh, not sure unless something crazy happens and I get a wild hair to record a podcast and put it up before the end of the year. I'm going to say that this is the last episode for 2020, a year that like, man, I think like everyone, like I started out this year with just high hopes for everything, like my comedy, the podcast, my love life, just everything. I was like, everything's going to be great this year. Everything was going great, um, moving right along. Everything was nice, getting shows. You know, I've told the story a thousand times. And then boom, right? The pandemic. And, you know, I had to put my podcast on hold. I had to put a lot of stuff on hold. But a lot of people are coming out of this year uh, with a lot less um, than they entered the year with. So I really just need to be grateful for what I have and just, like, send out uh, prayers and positive vibes to those who are you know, getting out of this year, um, losing a loved one, losing a job, losing a, a, losing a home, losing an apartment. But hopefully a year from now, we'll be reflecting on this and it will all be behind us and we'll have learned, uh, something from this, right? Uh, hopefully mankind, humankind can, uh, put this behind us, learn from it and learn to be a kinder, gentler human race and help this planet. Okay. I will stop with that. Today is Monday, like I said, episode number 86. Today, my guest is a really, really funny comic. Uh, She's a comic. She's an improviser. She hosts her own podcast called The Fartcast. Yes, The Fartcast. Her name is Dana Weissen. She is out of Arizona. I can't remember right now if it's Phoenix or Tucson, but I ran across her a couple months ago when I started doing... uh, Tara Christian Wiedner's uh, Rush In Roulette uh, open mic and Dana, super funny follow her on the gram, she posts videos every day and like I said she has her own podcast that she hosts with a good friend of hers can't remember that friend's name right now but she talks at length about it during the podcast so I will let her tell you that story instead of me just messing up that story, right? That's probably a better idea Hey man, how was your Christmas? Mine was pretty solid. Uh, got some really cool gifts. Uh, it's cool stuff for my brothers and sisters and for my mom, of course. I think uh, one of my favorite gifts is uh, my sister Mercy gave me a Chapulín Colorado t-shirt. If you follow me on the gram, you saw me post a picture of that. Uh, I'm really happy because it's a size 3X and I did not fit into a size 3X t-shirt last year. And another thing is like, it's a 3X and like a 3X is like a normal size t-shirt that you can find in every store. Like you don't have to go to the big and tall store in order to buy a 3X shirt. You can find a 3X shirt just about everywhere. So I feel kind of normal again, as I'm like still going down this weight loss journey that I started a couple years ago, making great strides, making progress, and that I was able to get a cool shirt for Christmas that just makes me super happy because I know I'm on the right path. It's it's the little things, right? That just make me so happy these days. I came up with some cool records. My nephew Bubba got me the uh, Dr. Drake Chronic 2001, which is an album that I definitely wanted, but I wasn't going to spend money on it. You know, like I I probably would have waited until I could could find it used or something like that. So I'm really glad that he got it for me. And then I took some Christmas cash and I went and I got myself, uh, I didn't realize that Eminem had a greatest hits LP. So I picked that up and I also picked up my very first Taylor Swift LP. I got Folklore. Dude, that Cardigan song, I totally get it now. I freaking love that song. The whole album is just like so mellow, so laid back. I love it. I love it. I love Taylor Swift. She's great. She's great. I love it. I I love it. Anyway, um, tamales, 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 tamales. Man, I cannot get enough tamales. I've had tamales um, the 23rd, 24th, 25th, 26th. Today was the first day I did not have a tamal uh, because today was my niece Amanda's birthday. Happy birthday, Munchies. And we had pozole, pozole, pozole. So 
um, Wonder Woman 1984. I'm all for uh, the streaming of movies at home. If I never go to a movie theater again, I'll be happy. I um I had great experiences in the movie theaters in my 49 years on this earth and if I never have to go to a movie if I never have to sit in a crowded movie theater and pay freaking $30 for like a tub of popcorn and a soda and something else that's horrible for me I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. I enjoyed Wonder Woman 1984. It was nice watching it from the comfort of my living room. I hope that this is something that stays from this pandemic, right? I said before that, like, I hope that the whole uh, drive-by birthday parties stay after the pandemic. I hope that movies being released directly to a streaming platform also stays after the pandemic. So um, I think that's all I've got for you guys today. What else is going on? Um, Like I said, I hope your Christmas was great. I hope your New Year's is laid back, quiet, relaxed, and stay safe, folks, because the vaccine is here. I know some of you guys are anti-vaxxers. What can I say? You do you, boo. I'm getting the vaccine as soon as I can because I cannot wait to get back to uh, whatever normal is after this. And like I said earlier, I hope we learn from this past year and we are kinder to one another. So now, without further ado, here is episode number 86 of Comic Talk, the podcast with Dana Wisson. Wisson. She said it was like, listen, Dana Wisson. Thanks a lot, folks. Bye. Okay. Dana Wisson, how the hell are you? I'm good. I'm just recovering from the holidays. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. So do you celebrate Christmas? Do you celebrate all the holidays? Yeah, I celebrate all of them. I even celebrate a few non-holiday holidays. That's the way to be. That's, yeah. that's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. Dana, I first uh, I first caught wind of you, um, a reference to, to your to your podcast. <laughs> I, I first caught wind of you on uh, on 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 Tara's uh, open mic. Oh um, yeah, the improv mic. Yeah, on the Russian roulette, and uh, yeah. Let me tell you that uh, mo- the most for me that is the most uncomfortable thing ever in the world. Even like when I go to open mics, like. Even though it's an open mic, like I like knowing that I'm sixth. I like knowing what I'm going to talk about. I like having an idea who I'm going to follow in case I want to, you know, do a quick callback. I I love having all of that control. And Tara's mic has none of that control. You have no idea when you're going. You have no idea who you're following. No idea how much time you're going to do. Yep. Is that what drew you to it? Um. Yeah. Well, I love improv and so um i and i love doing improvised stand-up it took me a long time to get to that because it is scary as hell and because like you were saying you also don't know you can't you you don't know when you have when you can go to the bathroom because i like going pee a certain number of people before my set and so now i have to like get up and leave during someone's set if it's longer than two minutes if it's a two minute set i i stay in my chair i'm like no because what if i go up next but it's terrifying, but I, I love improv. I, I feel like my brain works better when it's not structured. So, I mean, that's why I, I still don't really have any, many, any of my jokes memorized because, because of, <laughs> of zoom, I can just do it with the, my notes in front of me, but right. Yeah. It's difficult, but it's fun. So I didn't realize when I started doing the mic, how much I was going to lean on my improv training. Once I started doing that mic and now I absolutely love it because it really is like, it's like a, it's, it's more like an improv game than, uh, than an open mic to me. Yeah. What kind of improv training have you done? So I, I live in Sacramento, so I've done, uh, like I did all of their improv classes. They, they start with improv 101 where they just teach the basics of improv. Then in 201, they get into the, the structure of the Herald, and then in 301, Ooh. you start actually doing a Herald. And then they actually have like a 401 where they'll just bring in like games and just, just different improv stuff. So I've done that. I've done musical improv. Um, not that I'm Ooh, great at it. That's difficult. They did have yeah. a musical improv class that was so much stinking fun. And like, man, how talented are the musicians that accompany 
because we had a piano player. His name was Lincoln, Lincoln Barnett or something like that. And he just played piano and, and played for us and improvised as we were going. And I, I'm just blown away at how oh. talented he was. And um, yeah, but you do improv too, right? Yeah, I do. And I, I love when people um, improvise and play music at the same time or do improvised singing, because that takes so many, you have to use so many different talents at once. You have to get over the fear of improv and singing and <clears throat> acting all at once, and it's crazy. Uh, but yeah, I, I do improv. I used to take improv classes. Um, we did, we had a similar uh, class structure. So level three for me was the Herald, and I took the Herald class. Um, I took it a few times. The first time I took it, I cried on stage multiple times in the Herald because I did not get it. <clears throat> I was so confused. I was so embarrassed. And um, now it's, um, I mean, I don't know a ton of improv structures, but now I love the Herald. Like, I feel like I, a lot of my stand-up sets are kind of based in the Herald structure. I think mm. a lot of, a lot of sets in general are. Right. Um, yeah. So did you do improv first and then move over to stand-up or did you do stand-up and then you studied some improv to help you with your stand-up? Yeah, I, <clears throat> excuse me. I started with just improv and um, I did improv we, at the Torch Theater, a uh, long-form improv school in Phoenix. I did improv there for maybe five or six years before I even considered stand-up. I honestly thought stand-up comedians were serial killers compared to improvisers. So I stayed far, far away from the stand-up crowd. Now I love them, but back then I was terrified. Um, <clears throat> but um, yeah, I did improv for a long time. And then I started meeting a few <clears throat> stand-up comics who actually took improv classes. And then, and then I saw them perform and I was like, oh shit, I can do that. I want to do that. I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous that they're so good. And, uh, and then I just, <laughs> then that's what fueled me to start stand-up. I was jealous. <laughs> I, 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 what fueled me to start stand-up was that like, I never was quite good enough to make the Herald team. And I was just always like kind of falling short. And then um, I saw a couple of people going back and forth between the two worlds and one of my really good friends, Ali Yeda, who produces the Invisible Disabilities Comedy Show, I kind of picked up that some of her stand-up sets had, were, were some of her improv monologues that had just evolved into a, a kind of a storytelling set. And I was like, hey, I, I see what you're doing there, you know? And so uh, it seemed to me like, okay, when you're, when, you're doing your, when you're doing like an improv monologue, you're kind of riffing. It's kind of like an open mic. Um, I know not a lot of people's monologues are, are intended to be funny, but my monologues would always kind of like, if I didn't get a couple of good laughs during my monologue, I was like, well, that monologue failed. And then I was, yeah. like, I was like, okay. Um, but isn't it nice to kind of go back and forth between the two worlds? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hold on a second. It's all good. Drink up. You got pause. You got the vid. You good? Oh yeah, I'm good. No, I took a big fat dab right before and I oh. am not properly hydrated. <laughs> um, what was your question? I lost it. I Isn't forgot. it nice to be able to go back and forth between the two worlds? I love going back and forth. And because first of all, I believe that all stand-up comics should <clears throat> should be required to take improv classes, a few years worth of improv classes before they start stand-up like before. we did? I think so, because, I mean, I'm definitely, I don't know, maybe I'm biased, but, you know, I've noticed that, you know, stand-up comics were, were, were performing as ourselves. We are just <clears throat> one person. So um, <clears throat> so we, we get to be selfish. We want to be selfish on stage. And when we're doing improv in a scene, we have to support everyone in the scene. and I, I'll, a lot of standups don't have that kind of attitude. And I think part of it is because they haven't been trained to work as a group and support each other or have that like, group mind or group think and improv. So um, it's, 
I love just going back and forth because stand-up helps my improv confidence and then improv helps my stand-up sets. And I love doing monologues like, um, like you were talking about, like at my old improv school, I don't remember the name of the format, um, but someone, sorry, there's a lawnmower outside. Um, but someone does like a monologue up top, maybe it's the Armando format. And then, um, and then everyone does scenes like three or four scenes based on the monologue. And then they keep uh, bringing the monologue back. Um, I forgot what I was talking about. I always do that. I talk about something and then I lose it. And then I hear a lawnmower and then my brain falls off and walks around the street and then I'm back. Okay, here I am. Those goddamn lawnmowers. I, I know there's, I think this one is flying. I, there's definitely a flying lawnmower controlled by a dinosaur out there. Okay. I don't I don't anticipate like just of what I see of uh, Arizona in cartoons. I just thought it was all desert. There would be no need for lawnmowers. Yeah. Well, our lawnmowers are actually murder weapons. You don't see that in the news because, you know, because the lawnmower lawn flying lawnmowers control the news. Boom. Okay. Okay. And scene. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Yay. Oh, I miss hearing and scene at the end of a scene. Yeah. That was always, that's like my favorite part of improv. And this is why I enjoy stand-up because you know, when you have the last line of the scene and you say the button, the final funny line, and then, and then like the lighting guy turns off the lights to end the scene because you said the funniest thing to end the scene. That's a good feeling. <laughs> I, always, <laughs> I always hate when you, when you have the timid lighting guy though, that's like, Oh, I should have done it then. Oh, oh I should have done it. Then. Oh, that's the worst. And that's a, that's a skill too. I've never done the lighting or tech for an improv scene. I would fuck it up. I would yeah. totally ruin it. Yeah. Not, 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 yeah, you would fuck it up, but yeah. Um, <laughs> you I never it. realized how talented um, some of the lighting uh, guys and gals are like, they are really a part of the show. Like um, I produce an improv show called telenovela where Ooh. we improvise a soap opera and our our lighting guy cues like sound effects like dun 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 and like just random stuff but he really helped well he and she first we had a young lady named claire and then we had this other dude named um derek but what they were able to do for that show like taking it from here to here with with what they were able to do with like not only with the with the sounds but with the lights they yeah a good tech per, like a good tech person in the booth really can take your show to another level yeah they really can and it's a tech person is kind of they're similar to a host of a stand-up of an actual stand-up show because you have to pay attention that's why hosting is hard you have to pay attention to the entire show you have to it, you have to notice what already happened and call it back or you have to uh expect what could happen in the show and i'm not good at that like i'm good at stuff on the fly if i had to do sound effects for someone's show i would just use i would just use a fart machine at like the wrong time and it would just be terrible but thank god for tech people because they're the best and i see i think i see the pp dog ear right behind She's you right is that there, what that yeah. is yeah oh pp i'm and I'm glad you brought up farts because now, oh, hell yeah. now we could blow our way into that section of the, of the show. <laughs> Let's talk about your, your, uh, your YouTube channel. Your, I'm, I, I watched an episode last night and let me just tell you that I cannot wait to try the uh, muffling with a big wad of toilet paper. Yes. Oh my God. I actually learned that trick from an improviser who I used to improvise with. I will not say his name, but yeah, for, for anyone who's listening now, we were talking about, you know, when you have to go to the bat, when you have to fart and you don't want to fart in someone in front of someone like your boyfriend or your girlfriend, go to the bathroom. And especially if there's no fan or just like no soundproofing in the bathroom, when you have to let out a big fart, just stick a big old clump of toilet paper in your butt as you fart, and then no one's gonna hear it. I he I think he should patent that idea because I think he can make millions. I was talking to a friend of mine last night, and I mentioned it to them, and they were like, "Oh yeah, I've done that." 
so you haven't done that yet no i have not done that yet um my my farts i i can control them pretty good and here's the thing about my farts and i have friends who will vouch they never smell bad ever what hold on a second okay what first of all what foods make you fart what are what top what three foods make you fart the oh most? you know what makes me super gassy pork anything pork um oh, like, like i won't yeah. eat pork on a date like if we're on a date and they're like oh let's get the pork fried rice i'm like mm, no nah, let's not um you know i avoid pork so pork makes me fart um okay brussels sprouts actually make my farts smell good i don't mind them from brussels sprouts and uh the typical mexican diet lots of beans um uh no no more spanish rice i broke myself of that but uh i i eat i eat fairly clean i'm not eating really clean right now because uh for the holiday i came to spend time at my mom's house so i'm eating all the 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 horrible mexican food i grew up with um not horrible like but great tasting but like just not good for you right because like, yeah like the mexican food yeah. was like made for people who worked in the fields 12 hours a day not for people who sat in front of a computer 10 hours a day so oh yeah working off the carbs working off that yeah energy that's interesting that you said <clears throat> it's interesting that you said brussels sprouts make your farts smell good because you know one could say that that smell is actually one of the worst fart smells but i'm glad you kind of you uh you you see the positive the benefits of that because brussels sprouts farts are pretty good so let's uh, let's uh we went right into talking about farts and people are probably like why are they talking about farts so talk about your uh your show is it a podcast is it a youtube show because i found it on youtube it's, and there's lots of episodes yeah so talk about it thank and your you partner. sorry go ahead um sorry i whew, i uh that dab um, <laughs> i know man uh okay so it's a podcast it's called fart talk and we it's on spotify we also have the video version on youtube and it's me um and my friend uh lex Charday. she's my partner in crime oh yeah we fart together and uh we we uh when we first started the podcast we would actually get together in person and film at her house but now you know you know that's don't know when that's going to happen again. So now we we stream live every Wednesday at um, 6 p.m. Pacific on YouTube and Facebook. And we just talk about farts. We update each other on our farts of the week and any weird fart situations we've been in. Like I was followed home by a fart once. That was something we talked about. And then, uh, <laughs> and then we have a guest. We usually have uh, one or two guests who share their fart experiences with us. And now a lot of people want to know, like, hey, you guys are two women talking about farts. Are you guys actually farting on camera? Not yet. We're working up to it. We're working up to farting on camera and into a microphone. I, I've seen some podcasts that have a fart can or a fart mic. I'm very intrigued. So I'm thinking that might be my uh 2021 resolution fart into a microphone okay have so you ever done you, that let me tell you about this uh maybe about uh -oh. three years ago i was listening to an episode of eliza schlesinger's podcast and she had carney wilson one of the wilson sisters from wilson phillips and yeah she records one of her farts every morning and they spent at least 10 minutes of that podcast playing Carney's farts and just laughing. And Carney was like, wait, 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 listen to this one. And she would scroll it and she would find one and they would play it. And Eliza would be like, oh my God, I love that one. She's like, wait, listen to this one. And like, and they, they played about 10 of her farts, talked about them. And I was dying. And Eliza Schlesinger was laughing so hard i mean why is this is such a just down-to-earth type person you know like she was not like oh my god you fart no she was like oh my god you're brilliant i love this i thought maybe that that was your oh, inspiration. I, I love that attitude about farts and i want to watch that that is absolutely hilarious um recording a fart every morning because that morning farts are pretty beefy 
I get pretty loud, scary, beefy farts in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they're gonna they're gonna change as you get older. Are you in your twenties? You in your early twenties? How? I'm not. I never ask a young lady their age, but let me just tell you that if you're in your early twenties, they're gonna they're gonna evolve. Then in your thirties, I think in your thirties is like that's like the height of your farting capabilities. You have like the most control over them. You kind of know what foods make you do what, you know. And then I'm I'm not trying to scare you, but in your forties, just all I want to say is enjoy Taco Bell right now. Enjoy all the Ooh. Taco Bell you want because in your forties there will come a day, and this is just what I tell my friends: the last time I had Taco Bell was the first time I shat myself. Oh, no. <laughs> what? So Taco so, Bell is not something you get to enjoy your whole I'm life. Sick in age, and I go to Taco Bell. You know what? I could have gone my entire life without you telling me that because now in three and a half years from now, whenever I turn 40, I'm going to be thinking about that when I go out for my Taco Bell free birthday gift meal. Well, I'm telling and then I'm going to think about that as I go to a second Taco Bell of the night, which is something I do often and get four. What, what's your order? At four Taco cheesy Bell? roll-ups and a cheesy bean and rice burrito. Oh man. That's going to be. I'm telling um, you this because when I, I don't have a lot of money. It. What's that? Oh, I will. Uh, yeah. So my my um, my order when I don't have a lot of money and I'm using like car change is three cheesy roll ups, one or two cheesy bean and rice burritos and then a large cup of water. And but then if I'm like feeling really spendy and I have some extra cash, <laughs> I get one of the one of the boxes like the I don't know, the chalupa boxes or whatever with the soda pop and then some maybe some. Cinnamon rolls or whatever those are called, cinnamon twists. Those oh, are good. God. I love those. Those oh. are good. Those are good. Sometimes, sometimes depending on the Taco Bell you go to and the year you go, <laughs> they taste the cinnamon twist tastes like chemicals. But also sometimes that taste is pretty good. So I don't know. Hey, don't don't you hate when you get the when you get that kind of like ugh, eye roll from the from the from the person when you ask for the cup of water, like they're like I, like. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like they look at me a little bit condescending when I like order a bunch of stuff. Oh, and a cup of water. And they're like, really? I totally, I, I can, even when I can't see them, I could feel the eye roll coming through the, the, uh, the, the, the thing, the speaker. It's yeah. like, because I always, I always order a, a, a large water and they're, they remind me to look, they're like, just letting you know, the extra water, the water is a dollar extra if it's large. And I'm like, yeah, listen, I'm dehydrated. I'm about to eat five burritos off your dollar menu. I realize those burritos have various animals in them. Some that I found in the alley behind my house. So you know what? That's why I need an extra large water. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I, I knew this conversation was going to be so much fun. I was so excited about yeah, this Yeah, so we talked about farts. We talked about farts. We talked about uh, Taco Bell. And now I, I know I said hey. I did not. I know I said I did not have an agenda, but I knew I was going to work my way over to this. Let's, let's, let's leave the farts behind us. <laughs> and uh, let's uh, remember that Taco Bell <laughs> is something you got to cherish right now. It's not always going to be there for you. <sighs> But something that I feel has been there for you your whole life. Let's talk about the music of Hanson. And when did that start? How did it start? Yeah. And how has it blossomed? And how many times? Okay. Oh, man, Hanson. So I started, I fell in love with Hanson back in 1997 when I was 12 years old. And then uh, and I was also diagnosed with major CD, obsessive compulsive disorder around the same time. And I chose to focus my mental illness slash obsession on the band Hanson. And I've seen them, like I joke about seeing them like 70 or so times. I've only seen Hanson perform live maybe like 10 times, but I've met them a bunch and that was exciting. Um, but yeah, I've, my friends and I, we traveled to Tulsa, Oklahoma years ago 
because Hanson's from Tulsa and every year they celebrate Hanson Day. What? So we flew out to Tulsa for Hanson Day and we, yeah, they, they, uh, we got to hang out with them. We got to go on a walk with them. Like all the Hanson fans went on a walk with them. It was interesting. Um, we went to their concerts. We, uh, we, my friends and I, we all covered our entire rooms and ceilings in Hanson posters. Um, yeah, we were, we were all very, very obsessed with them. We just had a thing for those sexy boys with long hair. <laughs> now, let me and, ask uh, you this. And we when, would get in fights with our friends, like just, you know, arguments. Defending them. When, when you first, when you first started listening to Hanson, um, was one of them more your age than the other one? Like where, where were you like in, in age correlation to the Hanson brothers? Cause like one's really young. Well, now they're all kind of older, right? But did you have a favorite Hanson and did the favorite Hanson evolve over the years? Like once you hit like a certain age, you're like, Oh, I'm over him. I'm onto this one now. That's funny that you mentioned that Taylor Hanson was my favorite. He was the middle uh, Hanson. He was the sexiest. He was the lead singer. And, um, I, I, I had a big old thing for him. I wrote him a long love note when I was 13 years old. I mailed it to him. Not sure where I mailed it to, but I mailed it somewhere. I did not put my return address on it, which is still very depressing. I'm sad about that. But, um, yeah, he was my favorite. He was, he was known as like the heartthrob of the group. And then, after he had like seven or eight or nine kids, I think he had like his 10th kid last week. What? I kind of, uh, yeah, they all have a ton of kids. It's like a big old Hanson, like compound. It's, it's crazy. Um, but now Zach Hanson, the youngest, the drummer, he's kind of, uh, Taylor's always in my heart. He's always, you know, a sexy, soulful kind of guy, but Zach has moved on to the heartthrob in my world. Damn, that boy's a damn. <laughs> <laughs> how did you get to meet them? Did they have meeting greets or did you like win radio contests or how, how did you get to do that? Yeah, so my friend and I, the first time we met them, um, okay, hold on a second. You're okay, you paused for a second, but you're back. Okay. Um, first time we met them, my friend and I called the radio it was a radio contest. We called in to win um, backstage passes because we were already going to the concert. And we were talking to these guys on the radio and we were, they were like, hey, do you guys want to make out with us when you meet us? And we were like 20, 21 years old. And we were like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then we won the contest. And then we found out when we listened to that broadcast a few minutes later that we were actually talking with Hanson. So we were like, oh my God, we're talking with Taylor about making out with him, holy shit. And that didn't end up happening. We got to meet them because we won the passes. And, um, and then a few years later, I won because I was in the Hanson fan club. <laughs> and I entered to win um, meet and greets for a, a concert in Tucson, Arizona. And I won the meet and greets, but I also won the... Uh, I. I won the chance to interview them at the concert. So I got to go backstage with them before their show and ask them a bunch of questions. I, it was like 10 years ago. I don't remember what I asked them. They recorded the interview on their phone. So somewhere Hanson has a recording of me on their phone. I don't know if they still have it. And yeah, I didn't get to make any babies with them, but you know, I don't, they have enough. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. would have just been another number to them. It wouldn't have been special. Yeah. Yeah. Know? Just another band member. It'd be like, or oh, look, rodent. there's the, there's the cute curly haired baby. That must be mine. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It might be like one of there. They all probably have a cute curly haired baby somewhere, but you know, <laughs> that's from my old days. I don't remember those days. <laughs> oh man. That's so much fun. Hey, when, so let's let we're gonna we're gonna bring we're gonna bring it in get a little bit serious now we're gonna get we're gonna get mark Marin on this podcast now oh shit um, nah not too dark um i love mark Marin though by the way um me too were you this good at all of the video stuff pre-pandemic or is this all stuff that you had to teach yourself 
um, going on Zoom, going on Facebook Live, uh, YouTube Live? Was this all stuff that you taught yourself once the pandemic started or were you already, were you already doing stuff like this before? Um, I was already doing, I wasn't doing live stuff like live streaming or zoom, but I was doing a lot of like video editing for my own, like animations and just like silly, like, um, just comedy videos. I would just film myself for Instagram and YouTube. So I've done that for a long time, but, um, yeah, I, 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 uh, I think it was easy for me to jump into like the Zoom comedy world and live streaming and stuff because I enjoy being at home. I enjoy being away from people and, um, you know, not going out in public even before COVID. So it, I just kind of, it was natural. It was a nice uh, transition for me to go to video stuff. When yeah, that's what some, I some people really embrace the transition and I guess you were ready for it, right? Well, already having had done some of it. Hold on, you're pot. Well, oh, sorry, says, you were paused, but you're back. Okay, yeah, my internet's kind of. Eh, I hate it. Um, so so some people were ready for the transition and were and were ready to embrace it, and others were kind of hesitant to it because, like, we're still <laughs> like like there's still some some comedy hangers on saying, "Oh, I'm never gonna do a Zoom show. It's not the same." But it isn't the same. It's its own thing, right? Yeah, it's totally different. And I think I, I definitely understand the expectation of going into a Zoom show thinking like, oh, it's this is supposed to be like regular stand-up. I guess it will be. And it's not. And I remember when I first, I did my first Zoom show, I think it might've actually, it might've been a Skype show. Um, I almost canceled on it right before because I was like, this is weird. This is really weird. I don't want to do this. And I I was nervous. And then I realized like, oh, I can still hear people laughing. The laughters, it's kind of hard to hear. There's not much because I think everyone's kind of hesitant. But um, yeah, and because I'm always in my room anyway. I spend like all day long in my room and, you know, working on cartoons and stuff. So it just, it's just like, it's nice, like getting, you know, you can go a week without showering if you want and you look gorgeous on Zoom. I'm not recommending anyone do that. I'm just saying it's it's been done. It's nice. No, I've been there. Yeah, I, I know exactly. Yeah, I took a sink <laughs> shower. I took a sink shower right before this podcast. And like, like comb my hair, you know, did the thing, you know, put some put some lotion on my face, and I was like, oh, I'm presentable. I I, I look like I showered, um, but I I didn't. It's just I showered. Yeah. Don't it doesn't matter when I showered last. It doesn't because we yeah, all like a on. month ago. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. We all look, no the dog the dog would not be this cuddly with me if I hadn't showered. Like the dog would be like, look, she's still there. Look at her. Look, she's oh puppy. Yeah, she. I don't know what she's gonna do when I have to go back to work at the office. I was like, we Aww. have been inseparable uh, since March when they uh, they Aww. sent us home from work one day. Like, luckily, I never stopped working. They just we just transitioned to work from home, and we we have not been apart more than, you know, the couple of hours that I go out every once in a while. I go get some, some essentials. So uh, hopefully she's so sweet. Yeah. She's a good, she's, she's a good girl. She's, 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 she's a, look at that face. Little she's, she's a spoiled only child, which is like, I mean, if you're only going to have one kid, you should spoil them. Is yeah, that, you might as well. Yeah, and she's adorable, so she needs to be spoiled. Yeah, how long? How long had you been doing stand up before all of this started? Um, I think about five years. Oh, yeah, five years, five years in improv, and then five years in stand up. What you're so you don't? I don't know how to phrase this. Like, what do you love more? Like, is it? Like, where, where are you going? Cause like you do so much. It's like, like, I like some people like only do stand up. Some people only do improv. Right. It was like, kind of, you're like dipping your toes in a lot of different waters. Where, where, where are you going? What direction? Or do you not have a direction? What, what's your goals? Thank you. I have no idea. I just know I want to be famous. I mean, you know, that's, that's my thing. I want to be appreciated. I want to create stuff that makes people 
laugh and smile and go fuck her i hate her i want to see more you know so <laughs> i want that i don't know how i i should probably have a plan i just know you know pre-covid it was like oh i want to be like eliza schlesinger i want to i want to tour all the time i want to do this and then now it's like oh well i, I want to be like you know i love the podcasts um h3 h3 or your mom's house or um um just any sort of podcast and so i'm like well maybe i wanted to be something like that but yeah i should probably plan things out i'm getting old man i'm getting old i think so i have no idea i i think okay let me let me give you a fan's perspective of you right okay so Thank you. um for, for, um it's like you see people that are always on uh, that are always creating content, right? And so, like, right away to me, you were like, oh, she's one of those girls that's always creating content, right? But then, like, all, also, like, the, the cynical part of me is like, okay, yeah, sometimes those people, the content, they're, they're just throwing content out, like, oh, here's yeah. some content, here's some content, here's some content, right? But I quickly caught myself, like, hold on, that was kind of funny. What did she say? Hold on, <laughs> hold on, wait, wait, wait. And then, then I caught myself to where, like, when uh, I would join Tara's uh, uh, Russian roulette mic, right, I always scan the room. I'm like, oh, like, well, with me, it's always like, oh, Jackie's here. Oh, Danny's here. Because they're, I know them. Like, we're all Sacramento comics. But then it started to get like, oh, cool, Sharita's here. Oh, cool, Bon Traeger's here. Oh, cool, that Dana chick's here, you know? And so, yeah. Like you're always putting out content, and this is something I love to tease one of my uh, really good friends, uh, Carolyn, Carolyn the comic. Uh, she's in Tennessee now, uh, but she was a huge TikToker, and I was like, Carolyn, I love like seventy five percent of the stuff you put up, and she would just get like hung up on like, well, what twenty five percent don't you like? I'm like, dude, nobody's fucking perfect, right? Like, but <laughs> yeah. you're throwing out all kinds of content, and like I really enjoy watching it and like that's kind of like where i am with you is like oh she does a podcast or oh, she does this or oh, she does this well i'm gonna watch it so like i don't i i rarely skip your stories um, oh I, thank and I, you and i'm just like she's funny i should have her on the podcast and here we are so. thank you so much that makes me so happy and because yeah that's i you know i I want people to, you know, watch all my stories and comment and stuff and like my stuff because it is different. It's weird. It can be very weird. It can be very lip biscuit, hands and focus, but it's still fun. And also, I was so excited when you asked me to do the podcast because I think it was in Tara's in the Zoom show. And you said, like, during your set, you were like, I'm going to ask one of you to be on my podcast. I'm not going <laughs> to say who. And I was like, oh, it might be me. Is it going to be me? And then I saw your message. I was like, boom, yeah. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd been wanting to ask you for a couple of weeks. But I also, like, I don't like asking people cold because, like, I need something. To, we need something to talk about, you know, like. Yeah, I'm not that good of a podcaster where I could just pick up and have a conversation with anybody, you know. Um, uh, and there's a couple other people in there that I want to talk to. Uh, Tara, I wanted to talk to Tara right away because um, when I was doing her mic, I started like scrolling through her Facebook to see like if I needed to riff on her, you know. If I have to riff on you, and let me let me at least have some, let me bring a gun to this gunfight, right? Yeah. And uh, I noticed that Tara and I both grew up in Bakersfield. And uh, oh shit, yeah, Bakersfield is a, is a great town, but it does get a lot of bad uh attention. But I mean, there is some kind of crazy stuff going on here. Uh, very, very red town. Uh, Ooh. I don't even want to talk about politics, but anyway, yeah. um, yeah, let's not even go there. There's so much, well, there's so much good stuff <laughs> to talk about. Like, why do we need to focus on the bad stuff? Like, just fucking yeah. vote, vote, and don't be a dick. <laughs> That's all I say, yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, um. When, uh, how's it what's Arizona like because I know that Arizona like like just from in the news it's like it was bad like the COVID like shut it down is your area still shut down is there underground mics going on is there little quiet mics is it safe is it not safe what, what's going on in, in your neck of the woods uh there's still shows happening um Arizona or at least Phoenix where I live didn't shut down for 
they shut down for a while. One club stayed open the whole time. And, um, but now I think since maybe September or October, October, smaller shows have started to pick up again. The comedy clubs are opening again. I mean, whether they should or not, I don't know. I'm not going to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. I mean, we had right. like 12,000 cases of COVID one day. Yeah. But, um, and I love all the clubs and, um, but yeah, there've been a lot of, um, a lot of open mics, um, ones that were happening before COVID, they started coming back and they, I went to a few up until I, I did, sh I stopped doing shows at the beginning from like March until June or July. And then mm -hmm. cases went down in Arizona. So I started doing, um, we have a club house of comedy here. So I did like some of their mics and stuff. And then I did the occasional open mic. We have some cool ones in downtown Phoenix, but, um, now it's, uh, you know, I live with my parents and they're old as fuck. So it's like, I have to, <laughs> I have to be careful. And, um, but yeah, there, there's a lot of stuff going on. A lot of shows are people masked. No, not everyone's masked. You know, honestly, I mean, if I didn't live with my parents, I'd probably be super irresponsible and go to shows every night, but I don't know, you know, yeah, is that irresponsible a, even? I don't know. I don't know. Is I, I was telling, I was telling a friend of mine a couple of days ago, cause like I've been pretty responsible this whole time. Um, I go to the grocery store. I, I stopped like the last show I did was like March 12th or something like that. Um, when it like, I think right about wow. the time frame you're saying um, there was a, there's an open mic that I was able to go to a couple of times because they were having it outside. Um, and I, I, I talked to the host beforehand. I was like, Hey, do you mind if I bring my own microphone? He's like, no, nah, that's cool. Bring your own mic. Uh, there was a couple of like outdoor open mics where they were providing microphone condoms. Uh, but even there, oh, like, nice. I, was, I was bringing my own mic. So there was a couple of mics that seemed safe, you know? Um, yeah. But like I said, I was telling a friend of mine just the other day, I was like, you know what? I'm a little bit envious of these, these handful of folks that just fucking never shut down, never stopped doing anything, just kept going never got sick. I'm like, uh, I, I guess I'm living vicariously through them. I'm not saying that they did the right thing or they did the wrong thing, but I was like, good for them. You know, I'm, I'm glad that, that not, that some people are gonna, they, they just, they just kept going. They, they just, they kept doing them, you know, and, uh, more power to them. Yeah. Um, whether or not it was a right or wrong thing, it's not, it's not for me to say, right. Um, but good for them, you know, um, but yeah, at least, good for, Oh, sorry. Go, no, yeah, go, go for it. For, go ahead. Go ahead. Good for them. Good for them. And also, fuck you. You guys are taking all the good opportunities. God damn it. Yeah. And, uh, but no, I mean, I think like a lot of the people that I know of who are doing, still doing shows, they just seem like super healthy people overall. Mm -hmm. Like uh, fitness, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know a damn thing about health or, or viruses or how any of that stuff works, but it seems like these are the kind of people who don't get sick anyway. So maybe it's like, it's like that kind of confidence and they're like, I'm not going to get sick at all. So I don't know. A lot of my friends are doing shows and I was doing shows with them and I wish I were still doing shows with them. And as soon as I get that vaccine, well, I'm going to, I'm going to perform and go to a Limp Bizkit concert in Russia or wherever they perform. I'm going to do it all. I saw, <laughs> I, I, I follow uh, on <laughs> On Instagram, I follow or overheard in LA and uh, overheard in LA and they said the other day, uh, man, I can't wait to put hashtag vaccinated on my dating profiles. And I thought that was super funny. Oh my God. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Your dating profiles are just on Insta or like vaccinated two weeks ago. Yeah, uh, my buddy is I'm ready. ready. I'm ready like for that. the hoedown. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm ready for I'm ready for the the bang of the century. Right. 2021 is going to be buck wild. Watch out. Yeah. Watch out for 2021. Um Oh. But I think like I, I mean, I'm grateful for this time because like it really like it forced me to learn how to do a lot of stuff that I've been putting on like all of this stuff like 
I was, I was hosting a podcast in my living room, you know, um, and I really, I, I miss it uh, because it would be like my Saturday morning, like, you know, I would invite folks over and we'd have coffee and we'd do a podcast, we'd smoke a joint, we'd play with the dog, we'd listen to records and we'd go on our merry way. And like, th when that stopped, like I didn't, I put my podcast equipment away, like from March until June. Um, wow. But, uh, one of our friends, well, Danielle, Danny DeLuca. Well, I, I don't know if your friends. Oh, yeah, she's awesome. Yeah. yeah, Danny D, she hosts a podcast. And they, right away, like the first week, like transitioned over to Zoom and started. And they, they never stopped. Like, they never stopped. And they were kind of like my inspiration to like, just, okay, let me figure out the Zoom thing. And, uh, and her host, Nick Johnson, like answered every question for me that I had. Like, I was like, how are you doing it? And, here to respond, like, try this, try this, do this. And, and he watched my first couple and said, like, do this, do this. And, and I was off and running, you know? That's awesome. And yeah, that's, that's a great thing about the scene is that everyone's helping each other and the people who adapted quickly or have been willing to like give advice to other comics and stuff. And that's super helpful. Cause like my microphones, equipment, all that stuff. I don't know how any of that crap works. Like, I didn't know, I still don't understand live streaming. Like, I mean, I, I do it, but I don't understand how the hell that happens. Uh -huh. Oh, you know, you know what I, we you know what I bit from you this week is uh, what oh. I was, she might know Chen Chang. Oh. You know what, uh, an idea I stole from you this week. Well, I see, a, I see a few people doing it is um, I set up my link tree on my Instagram profile because Hell like yeah. like before I was just like putting a link to my YouTube page, but then I was like, I wish I could also put a link to my, like I was going back and forth. Like I would change the links all the time. And then I saw that you had a link tree. Then I saw another, I was like, Oh, this is how you do it. You know? Yeah. And uh, yeah. I think I'm also going to copy your thing of the, the, uh, the Amazon uh, wish list too. What, what, what do you have on it? Did you have a bunch of audio equipment <laughs> on there? I think I looked at it. No, right now, because that's, uh, we give that out usually on the fart talk uh, live stream. So um, I have like a few fart books. I, my co-host Lex, she has like some stuff on there. Like I think she has like a barnyard door on hers or some sort of like big like furniture stuff. I have like nail polish and like farty snacks, <laughs> but that's awesome because I, I only got my link tree maybe like three, like a month ago, because Lex, my co-host, she had one. And I've learned a lot of stuff from her, like, because I was having the same issues, like, oh, do I need to change my link in my bio every time? And but yeah, I love Linktree because you can switch like the order of links. So like, if you update your YouTube, then you can put the YouTube on top. And yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's a really, it's a really cool tool. And I saw that you're using it. And I was like, I need to, I need to do this because I want to be cool like Dana. So Aww, I did well, you it. are cool. <laughs> yeah. And if, if you have like, I, I seriously, I, I, I steal knowledge from, from other people and you can, you can steal whatever knowledge you want, man. <laughs> uh, not, knowledge has been stolen. Knowledge has been gotten. Yeah. Hell Definitely. yeah. <laughs> what, what do you, what do you got coming up? Uh, I, I, I might put this up tonight. If not, I'm for sure putting it up tomorrow. What, what do you got coming up in the, in the next couple of weeks? What, what are you working on? Um, well, we have, we're doing our next Fart Talk live stream on uh, Wednesday. I think that's the 30th at uh, 6 p.m. Uh, PST, 9 p.m. Um, Eastern. We do it on YouTube. The link is in my my Instagram, Dana Wisson. Um, I, I don't have any shows planned right now. I've just been doing daily Zooms, trying to get like content from like the improvised mics and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, so just fart talk on Instagram and Dana Wiston on on Instagram. I I post all my crazy stuff there and my YouTube and all that good stuff. Are you gonna do uh, Are you gonna do the uh, the New Year's Eve uh, Russian roulette? I signed up for it. I'm not sure if I can still do it, but hopefully I'll be there. I'll probably be there tomorrow. Definitely. Yeah, the Sunday afternoon. I love one. that show. Yeah, yeah, I love the yeah. Sunday afternoon one. That's that's always like, 
um, I, I usually set like a goal for myself of like, okay, you need to be done editing your podcast so that you could join the Sunday afternoon, Mike, and just enjoy yourself. Because like, usually by that point, I've been working on podcasts for a bunch of hours. So um, really uh, shout out one more time to, to Tara for doing that Russian roulette, because uh, it has allowed me to meet cool people like you and all of these other hilarious comics. And um, I, I really love doing these zoom mics because I never would have been able to have you on a podcast. Like, you know, it would have been like, Oh, if you're ever in Sacramento, you know, but with these zoom mics, we're yeah, able to do this fun stuff. That's what I love. Yeah. Like being able to, it's like, we're able to perform across the country without ever leaving our house. Like I've always wanted to perform on like a Chicago show. And now by doing zoom, you can, do that and you know it's it's definitely weird for some people and it doesn't work all the time but it's still fun and i'm i'm super glad i got to meet you and tara and everyone in the the mics and i hope we do them for a long time like even after covid and stuff goes back to normal if it does i hope zoom continues to be a big part of like comedy were you traveling a lot for comedy before this era no, I never have. I've only done stand-up in Arizona. I think I've only, yeah, I've only done stand-up and improv in Arizona. I, that it was my goal to maybe like this year or next year to start traveling to like Colorado, definitely California because I'm right next door. And then maybe like uh, Vegas because there's some cool comics and shows up there. But yeah, yeah, I, had, I, I wasn't traveling or anything before. Were you? No, I was not. I was about to do my first San Francisco show. Um, I had just, I had only done California. Um, I, um, I had just done like my first show in Chico, which is, is all Northern California stuff. Uh, I've just done like, I've only okay. been doing stand up for about when, when COVID hit, I was at about the 18 month mark of stand up. Wow. Uh, and I had just done my first show in Chico. It had went really well. Um, I had done all of the local clubs in Sacramento and I was about to do uh, punchline San Francisco and we got oh. shut down. We got shut down the week before. Uh, but even the week before that, like the two weeks before that was nothing but like, Oh my God, is it going to happen? What's going on? Like how serious is this? So oh. um, I'm looking forward to doing some traveling after this. Um, if you ever come to California, I got a, I got an air mattress in a living room for you, and some good coffee. And, um, <laughs> and you got a dog. And I got a dog. Yeah. Well, and we always got good weed. So any, anytime you're in the in Northern California, uh, we got we got a living room and an air mattress for you to crash on. Um, so I and I definitely want to hit Seattle. Oh hell! Yeah. I I want to hit Seattle and go up and visit Tara. And you. Um, but, and I, I want to hit Arizona too. So I'm gonna hit you up. I would love to visit you. I would love to visit Tara and you, yeah, definitely. Like you, have you, have you ever been to Phoenix? No, I've never been to Arizona. I've been to like Colorado. I've been to, okay. uh, yeah, never been to, I think like I had like a, like a flight, like layover in Phoenix, you know, no, never been. Okay. But I, I hope you, I hope you get a chance to come out here once comedy comes back because we have some we have a great scene here and we like with all the clubs and stuff comics in phoenix get a lot of opportunities that a lot of other comics in other states might not get because because we have so many clubs and i don't know it's just a really great scene and now we have the psychedelic show the tom bomb i think he uh He's going to be doing a, a psychedelic show here once a month where the comics take psychedelics and then perform. Yeah, he and does that in Vegas right now. I haven't done that right one now. yet, but it sounds amazing. Yeah, he, he does it in Vegas. Um, yeah, yeah. Danny D has here, done it. Like Danny D's done it. I think um, Jackie's done it. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the other days. Anyway, oh, hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, but... It's going to come back and it's going to be good. I, and I think yeah. we could, right, like right now, we can kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel. And um, we're definitely have, uh, we're almost there. We're almost there. Yeah. But Dana, thank you for spending some Hell time yeah. with me this Saturday Hell morning. Yeah. And uh, I will plug all your socials for you. And uh, I look forward to seeing you down the road. 
Yay, thank you so much for having me, Jesse. This has been so much fun. It's nice uh, uh, meeting your puppy. I think I met her before when you did a, the Russian roulette show. She was your little parrot on your shoulder. Yeah, it um, like her. But yeah, this has been awesome. Thank you so much. Right. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I'll, yeah. Give you <laughs> I'll probably see you tomorrow on Tara's mic. For sure, for sure. All right. Thanks, okay, Dana. Sweet. All, All right. right.